I invite you to turn with me to the Gospel according to Mark, Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, the verses 24 to 30. In uh, the previous section, Jesus had a um, he had sharp words for the Pharisees, and then he calls the people together to warn them against the Pharisees. And then verse twenty-four picks up from that. It says, "From there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and did not want anyone to know. Yet he could not be hidden." But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. And our focus this morning will be the verses 27 and 28. Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the things that you could say about our Lord Jesus is that he always treated women with respect. We paid attention to that in the last two Sundays when we saw his interactions with the Samaritan woman at the well. She was a Samaritan and a woman, and So no other Jewish male would have spoken to her for these two reasons. But Jesus did. He spoke to her with respect because he wanted to call her to worship the true and living God. And the story that we read together this morning is similar in some ways, but quite dissimilar in others. Jesus is again interacting with a woman who is an outcast, But the way he interacts with her is very different. On the surface, it doesn't seem respectful at all. Yet, the woman takes it in stride. She does not feel like she has any prior claim on Jesus. She's content with the scrap, so to speak. And 
that challenges our own attitude as we go to the Lord's Supper table this morning. Do we understand the privilege of sitting at the table? This morning we find Jesus going up north. He enters the region of Tyre and Sidon, which was about 55 kilometers northwest of Capernaum. And Jews and um, Tyrians, that is, people from Tyre, did not like each other. The people from Tyre tended to be traders, as in they traded things. They were involved in commerce, and uh, so they were well-to-do. The Jews in the surrounding area, for the most part, were farmers. And, um, And so there was discrimination between them. The, Ty- the Tyrians depended on the Jews, but the Jews and the Tyrians didn't like each other. So this woman is quite possibly from a wealthier background than your average Jew, but she has a problem that money can't fix. And as you know, there are many problems that money can't fix, and this is one of them. Her, her daughter is possessed by a demon, a malevolent spiritual entity that controls her or wants to harm her. Jesus enters a house, which means that he must have already known at least one person there, which should not surprise us because in Mark chapter 3, we read that people from all over the region, including from Tyre and Sidon, came down to see him. So possibly he got to know one of these people, and, um, and so he, he goes up north and He enters that person's house hoping to spend some time alone with his disciples to visit there and somehow this woman hears about it. And there she is, standing at the door from a group traditionally opposed to the Jews, uh, a woman in a male-dominated culture, a woman who in some way has been tainted, you could argue from a Jewish perspective, simply by living in the same house as this demon-possessed girl of hers. There's a, a a whiff of spiritual uncleanness about her. A woman who is burdened, burdened by stress. You can't imagine day and night living with a daughter who screams and carries on. So she's probably feeling a bit fragile. And there she is. How's this going to go? Well, one thing to remember when you read this passage is that you need to see the whole passage in its entirety. If you look at the individual bits and pieces of the conversation, you start picking them apart. Um, In this case, that may not necessarily help you if you see them in isolation, because if you take what Jesus says at face value, it sounds incredibly ethnocentric. It sounds as if he's unwilling to help someone from a different ethnic background, than himself. And that's the impression that you get if you only look at that one thing that he says. But if you, if you look at the whole conversation, you see that actually something different is happening. His final response at the end indicates he was not really reluctant to help her. So actually, in this conversation, the Lord Jesus is setting himself up to be persuaded. He makes a statement that's potentially offensive. He throws that out there to see how she'll react. And she is not upset at all. She takes the ball and she runs with it. She begs Jesus to cast the demon out of her daughter. What does Jesus say? He says, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. 
Now, some commentators suggest that he's alluding to some kind of local proverb, which is possible. It does kind of have that, that sound to it. But even then, any Jewish people would, who, any Jewish person who heard this proverb would understand immediately that from a Jewish perspective, the children are the Jews and the dogs are the Gentiles. The dogs are everyone else. Very offensive, potentially, if you fall in the category of everyone else. Wild dogs will eat unclean things like the bodies of unclean animals and all sorts of rubbish out in the street. And wild dogs are dangerous. Every now and then you read in the news about an out-of-control dog that mauled a jogger, for instance, or sometimes even a child. So dogs can be very dangerous, and to call someone a dog was a grievous insult. Even in English today, we have a word for a female dog that people can use as an insult. But having said that, the word here is not dog, but literally doggy. Actually, I have a word for that in the Greek language as well, a diminutive of dog, doggy. You have to think here of a pet dog or maybe even a little puppy. And it still is potentially offensive, but the edge is off. The point is not primarily that he's comparing non-Israelites or this woman to a dog. It could be understood that way. It is in the background. He's kind of hinting at that a little bit. But that's not his main point. What is his main point? His main point is priority. The question is, who gets to eat first? And if you read the parallel passage in Matthew 15, which is a little bit longer, you, you get that impression even more strongly. So Jesus is going to look after his own people first. And she's not one of his people. She's not one of the children. She does not sit at the table. And she knows that. And so he is challenging the woman to explain why he should now devote attention to her. But he's doing that in a way that almost invites her. It, it provokes her. He didn't outright say no, but he's being provocative. And so the woman is not discouraged by his response. Why is she not discouraged? Because she understands that she has no prior claim to Jesus in any way, shape, or form. The very fact that he pays attention to her is grace. If he were to save her daughter, it would be grace. Grace, by definition, is always unearned. Her need alone does not make her worthy. Well, I have that idea in the back of her mind sometimes, that if someone has a need, therefore they are worthy in some way. Well, she doesn't think that. She has no claim whatsoever on him. And so this woman from a heathen background understands something that many Christians today tend to forget. She has no sense of entitlement. She understands that there is nothing in her that merits the grace of Christ. And her attitude is reflected in her response. She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. By calling him Lord, she acknowledges his complete sovereignty and authority. She acknowledges that, yes, she is last in line. But she says, even the dogs still get crumbs. The children don't need to miss out. She's not asking for a place at the table. She's happy with just the crumbs. And so this story challenges us tremendously as we go up to the table ourselves this morning. Do we, do you, understand the privilege of sitting at the table? 
because you're not just getting the crumbs this morning. Through faith, you are a child. You're a child. John 1 verse 12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Most of you are not Jewish, but you are still children. And if you're a child, you're an heir. You're an heir of God's promises. Think about what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 3. He writes, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So you are an heir. But as heir, do you understand the privilege of sitting at the table? Not everybody does. Some Christians lose sight of the privilege. They only make a half-baked effort to come to church at the best of times. They can't be overly excited about the Lord's Supper either. Maybe others are upset about various matters, and, and so that interferes with their perspective on things, and they lose sight of the privilege as well. But this woman, she would have been happy with the crumbs. She'll wait for whatever Jesus is willing to give to her. Because of her faith, Jesus gave her so much more than the crumbs. He actually heard her request. He rewarded her faith, and she responded to that in faith. She goes home without further discussion, and she finds her daughter well. And so that's an encouragement to us as we go up to the table this morning as well. Maybe we do struggle with our faith sometimes. Maybe we do have low expectations sometimes. But if we step forward in faith, then the Lord will hear us. So let us go up with humility. Let us go up with boldness. Let us go up to the table, and the Lord will give us bread, not just crumbs, because he is our Father. Amen.